This, 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 this is mythical. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans, they've got you covered. Heck yeah, they do. Their products come in a variety of amazing colors, from classic black and white to pinks, greens, yellows, and blues. And the best part, Nicole... Everything's non-toxic. Josh, I've been in the market for a kettle for months. Yeah, I've heard I've, you talk about it a weird amount. Yeah, I've bought like a bunch, returned a bunch, but I just got my hands on the Great Jones Fellow Kettle collab, and I got it in the color broccoli, and I'm so excited to make artisanal teas and coffees. I'm trying to get on my coffee game right now, and I'm mm. so excited to use a gooseneck kettle. We have no idea. I'm excited to use their yellow hot dish, a.k.a. casserole dish. Shout out to Minnesota and Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, but right. I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, I'm an adult. I should have nice vessels to serve food out of sure, instead of just serving it on like stainless steel restaurant style things. And I like it. It's cute. It's got a good design. Bakes really well. Holds heat. I'm in, baby. And once you try Great Jones, you'll want to share it with friends. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SANDWICH. That's greatjones.com, promo code SANDWICH. Hey, do you know that the Muffin Man was maybe a serial killer that would dangle treats on a string so he could lure kids and rival pastry chefs back to his home and hit them with a wooden spoon? And that he lived on Drury Lane? Yeah, me neither, but we're not talking about that today. What I want to know is, are muffins unfrosted cupcakes? This is a hot dog is a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole Hendizade. And Nicole, I'm, I'm PO'd right now. Oh, dude. what else is new? Oh my God, I'm PO'd right now. Because, <laughs> Why is that? Because we've we've been having the wool pulled over our eyes. For years. Why? That people think there is a separation between muffin and cupcake. People have Oh been... my god, of course there is. No, there is no separate muffins are merely unfrosted cupcakes. You serve me an unfrosted cupcake that is now inexplicably a breakfast food of called a muffin. Stop it. No, it's not. It is a cake in the shape of a cup. I, I believe that is the bare minimum of cupcake hood. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to disagree with Why? you Why? Why come, Nicole? Why oh, come I will disagree? tell you right now. <laughs> have you heard of the creaming method versus the muffin method? Oh, yeah, but there's so... Uh, yes, I please explain the creaming okay, method. Okay, let me just pull up my document of assistance here. In the creaming method, we cream the fat with the sugar until light and then add the other ingredients. In the muffin method, we mix the liquids and the dry ingredients separately and then stir them together until just combined. You're telling me, Nicole. What? You're telling me that if I cream the fat with the sugar to create it <laughs> light and fluffily... And then yes. put blueberries in that and a nice little streusel topping, maybe a little bit of warm autumnal spice on there, maybe some cinnamon. Yeah. And then I serve it at a little donut shop or a yeah. little coffee shop uh-huh. for $2.75 and a uh-huh. nice little fancy wrapper. You're telling me that's no longer a blueberry. $2.75 for a fancy wrapper. What? Well, the, three eighty. How much are you paying for? My, oh yeah, yeah. Well, it depends how big. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about um, something about Simply Coffee in Burbank. Never been. Petit. Oh, really great. Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer, goes there. Yeah, you told me. Yeah, I talk a lot about Caesar yeah, Milan. Why do you like Caesar? Do you even oh, have a dog? No, no, no. I don't even enjoy dogs. Um, but why I enjoy Caesar Milan, and also I ran in him at an Ashley Home Furniture in Burbank. Wow, you guys are like two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl. Yeah. yeah, he he was really. <laughs> 
one, Nicole. That was a good one. Uh, Caesar Milan, if if you're if you're listening out there, if you're He's whispering, Dah, I think Caesar Milan probably listens to this podcast. You were very nice to the staff of Ashley Home Furniture. Um, <laughs> anyways, I'm talking about Simply Coffee, a fantastic coffee shop in okay. Burbank. They make great nitro cold brew. And their muffins like 275. The petite. Uh, but what I'm saying. <laughs> Is it doesn't matter the method, right? If you're putting blueberries in there, you're putting streusel on top of it. No one knows if the fat was creamed or not. I have never had a streusel topped cupcake. I I haven't either. But <laughs> oh no, but I'm saying if the the base, right? I'm saying an unfrosted cupcake is merely a muffin. No, it's muffins not. may have streusel toppings on them. I think there's a world in which a cupcake could reasonably have. A streusel topping on it, and I believe those are indistinguishable from each other. No, I disagree completely. The two textures of a cupcake versus a muffin are two totally different textures. I feel it because often, like sour cream is added to muffins, uh-huh. often, right? There's yeah. there's some sort denser. of additional, yeah, yeah. kind of denser. But a I mean, bake. is that not just a denser cupcake? Because it can. You don't have to say it's a good cupcake. That's the thing. You don't have to say a muffin is a good cupcake. You can just say that it's a dense, bad cupcake. You know, you're also. Just, I prefer muffins. You're cupcakes. getting me a waiver, and I'm sorry. I'm standing my ground, Mister Man. <laughs> no, they're two different things. A cupcake and a cupcake is a is light. It's airy. It's you know has frosting on it. Even an, an unfrosted cupcake is a farce. It's BS. I don't like mm-hmm. it. You can like put some like uh like powdered sugar on top or some cocoa powder on top. It needs something on top. What about of a Trace Leches cupcake? What's that? I don't know, but I really want one. I want a wet cupcake inside a wrapper. You've been reading wrapper. too many mommy blogs. You've just been reading too many <laughs> mommy blogs. That is such a mommy blog yeah, recipe. Uh, that's what Oh, I'm my God. It's a mommy blog recipe that I would make and rate five stars because it yeah. sounds what an utter treat. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about it being in a, in a tiny little petite uh, edible cup that, I don't know, just doesn't make sense to me. They're just two different recipes. It's two different cooking methods. It's two different baking methods. It's two different treats. Hmm. Yeah. So, 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 so. You think that there is a a, <laughs> a density coefficient? Absolutely, there's a density coefficient. But, I don't know what the coefficient is because I don't know what yeah, the coefficient is. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I think coefficient in mathematical terms means thing. So I think we can call just, it a thing. So why did you the just say thing? thing. Uh-huh. I, no, but I'm saying there is a point at which a a cupcake becomes so dense that it transitions from cupcakehood into muffinhood, which I think I think this is a, a common enough. Occurrence, right? It's like um, if uh, a, I don't know, creme caramel turns mm-hmm. eggy enough, it turns into a flan. Maybe. A creme caramel is a flan. Or, or say, yeah, that's a bad example. Creme I'm, car- I'm trying to think. Caramel tra- and, flan are the, uh, and flan are the same exact thing. Okay, so it's like if a soup, which again, I do not believe soup exists, but let's play with the fact that I do today. Mm-hmm. It's like if a soup reaches a certain thickness and salinity, it becomes a sauce. Right? Tomato soup, you boil it down enough. Okay. It becomes a sauce. Sure, so, I see that. So there has to be a transitional point there. It's like the activation energy required to turn water into ice. Mm-hmm. Right? There is a very specific point when it reaches 32 degrees. Yes. And then it, it ticks over with this like big rush of activation energy that finally causes the molecules to solidify. Right? There's that transitional point. We're saying that a soup has a transitional point of thickness and I would argue probably flavor and salinity uh-huh. that it turns into a sauce that it, that you can no longer see, eat a whole bowl. See, I can't, I, I can't agree with you because a cupcake does not turn into a muffin and a muffin does not turn into a cupcake. You think they start completely different? Oh, uh, yeah, by the way that you make them, yes. And that is solely has to do with the creaming. I mean, that's just, no, that's not the sole reason. It's the main reason. It is the start of the create. It is the creation <laughs> of the cupcake slash muffin that you're making. 
There is intent. There is purpose. Stop laughing at me. <laughs> no, I, I, the messed up thing is that I'm laughing because, like, I, I think you might be right. Yeah, I think so, too. But uh, think about, like, the variety of cakes. I don't want like, There's chiffon cakes, you know, there's Victorian <laughs> yeah. sponges. Yeah, sure. Uh, all this stuff. So many cakes have different methods to them it, with, you know, when you cream the fat mm-hmm. with the sugar, when you add the leavening, how... Uh, the speed at which you're supposed to beat it to create different levels of air Correct. that are trapped in the batters, different, you know, all that. Isn't it reasonable to believe, Nicole, is it not reasonable to believe okay. that a muffin might, in say, a if you, if you took a muffin batter and you baked that in a cake tin, right? Like, mm-hmm. a, like a cake pan. Yeah. Is that just a muffin loaf? Or like, or, or you know, say, in say you- It's a scone. It's, <laughs> it's a scone. One, I don't know what a scone is. Scone. Scone. It depends My, where you're from. My grandma says, my grandma's from South Africa, but she has a heavily British accent. She says scone, though, not scone. Oh, Josh, would you like some scones? Who says scones? I don't know. Mm. But I think that might be different because anytime my grandma says scone, she's, I believe, referring to an English muffin. Oh, so she, Grandma Lily's just wrong. Well, well hold on. But if she's English-ish, South African. So maybe, that's a crumpet. Like, but she's like Eastern European Jew in, Jew in South Africa. E- an but, English muffin is just a crumpet. Yeah, but what does she call? Why does she call it a scone? A scone? I don't know. She must. Uh, maybe they call it that in South but, Africa. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Anyways, uh, uh, point is, what are we talking about? Stop running around in circles. You know the right answer. No, but I'm saying you take you take a, a blueberry muffin batter. Take, yeah. Take out the blueberries. Blueberries no uh-huh. longer exist. Just muffin batter, uh-huh. right? And you bake that on like a sheet pan. Why would I do that? Well, it doesn't matter. That's hypothetical. Hypothetical. I don't want you it, but you had. But why would I make? But why would I do that? You were You didn't know where you were. You <laughs> thought you were making a cake batter. Stupid you. You made a muffin batter. Oh my god, they're so different, aren't they? Full bit. <laughs> but play they're with me here. They're not so different. That's like saying no. They're not so different. That's like saying a puff pastry and a pie crust are two. They yeah. have similar. Me- they have similar. You know. Methods, similar ingredients, but, but both are but they're they're both pastry, right? They're both pastry. Yeah, yeah, just in the same way that you know, a muffin batter and a cupcake batter are both cakes. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you're agreeing. With no, them. they're of both course. batters. <laughs> no, 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 that's like saying a pancake batter and a cake batter are the same thing. Oh, that. Okay, now we now you're talking my language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, now those, are, those language. are both batters, but they're not the same thing. Yeah, I could pour pancake batter into a into a cake tin. And I could get some rise and some leavening in it, but it's just a pancake in another vessel. Oh uh, crap. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is this is where I get got. Yeah, you got because I believe yeah. that. Yeah, because someone uh, it was actually an opinion casserole a while ago where mm-hmm. someone mentioned that they just like which I respect this for convenience. Mm-hmm. They just pour a bunch of pancake batter in like a loaf pan, not a loaf pan, a you know like a like a nine by thirteen like yeah, full sheet. I remember this one. I, I really remember it. And they bake it in the bars and then cut it and they and they like you know eat it as like a cake. Sure. Which one like pretty ingenious way if you're like I'll do that with just eggs, bacon, and vegetables. Yeah, you stink up the fridge. When <laughs> I stink you do up that. the fridge. Well, I call them protein bars so i'll take like bacon cheese like spinach oh mushrooms and i'll mix that with raw egg and then i'll bake it off in a giant sheet i'll i'll do about 25 it's to 26 quiche. eggs worth crustless crustless quiche yeah the quiche has like uh, you know cream into it there's like a lightness to quiche there's also like an enjo- keto quiche there's also an, yeah well, there's like an enjoyability to quiche that i'm lacking in my protein bars <laughs> sounds like a personal problem <laughs> you know, like, like quiche is meant to be like uh, a, a nice thing yeah dainty. a little mm-hmm. Uh, mine is just meant to get like salty protein into it's my body. It's just a straight bar of egg. It's just an egg bar. It turns a little bit gray, especially when the mushrooms get in there. But it's very convenient. And it's like reasonably tasty. Uh, it turns gray. But anyways, point is, yeah, you're right. Uh, pancake, I mean, pancake batter is very similar to cake. I suppose the place where I would disagree 
is that the sugar content is very different. So that's why mm -hmm. I don't believe a pancake batter is similar to a cake batter just because the sugar content is so low of traditional pancake batter. Yeah. Which is what is which is what allows it to cook on direct heat, right? If a pancake batter has too much sugar in it, have you ever taken like cake batter and tried to like cook it of on a pan? Of course. Yeah, it burns. It burns, yeah. right? It burns immediately. Yeah, it does. Whereas a muffin batter would react very similarly to a cake batter. It would be similar, but it's not the same. Also, whenever you cook a muffin, you cook it at a at two different. Well, oh, you're right. Typically, with muffins, you cook them at two different temperatures. Just with my uh, history of making muffins, you start at a really high heat to get a really nice crust, and then you bring it down so it can get a really nicely cooked center. Yeah, well, right? the the high heat causes the the muffin topping effect, right? Yeah, well, sometimes it does create that that like really beautiful like Rocky Mountain like mm -hmm. <laughs> surface on it, but it like creates a crust almost, and then the center can like cook really nicely and evenly. Mm -mm, that makes sense, like a cannelé. Similar, love cannelés. Explain what a cannelé is to our listeners. Oh, pass. I don't exactly know okay, what it so is. I've never made one. <laughs> I used to I make just really enjoy them. So it's a high sugar, very sweet batter that you put in a mold. That that has these really beautiful ridges on it and you cook it at a super, super, super high temperature like at 500 degrees and it caramelizes on the outside because it has such high sugar content and then the center stays like uh, a little bit air pockety but still kind of gooey and beautiful and then you pop it out and it's like caramelized on the outside and then the center is like this beautiful custardy batter but it's totally set and has these little air bu bubbles in it. We used to put a uh, chocolate uh, caramel truffles in the center of them oh, when they were still warm. Oh, talk about the goo. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. I don't, what what, what gives cannelé, because it has this almost like spiderwebby texture. It's the temperature. I So I think it's a combination of the temperature, the sugar content, and the vessel that it's cooked in. Because mm, it's supposed to be copper, right? Yeah. Copper is a traditional. Traditionally, it creates this like microcosm of everything to go right. Yeah, and yeah. it creates this beautiful texture that you can't get with anything. Same thing with crumpets. Crumpets have those beautiful little holes in there too, and I think that's from the uh, sodium bicarbonate or whatever they put mm -hmm. in there that creates these beautiful like pockets of air and these little nooks and crannies that we love in English muffins. Interesting. Too. I do love me some crumpets. Yeah, I've never had a crumpet. Oh, you know, my, I used to eat them with my grandma, but she, she she called them something else. She called them like oh, bees boxes. You know, it's a bees boxes. Bees box. I don't know. Did I, you, I grew up with a weird sense of what foods are called. That's interesting. A bees box, probably because it had little holes for the bees to I, go like, in. Something like that, dude. I don't know. That's we, cute. She, I would come home from school. I, I lived with my grandma at the time, and she would be like. Oh, Josh, do you want some sausages? And I was like, I can't some sausages. Those are beefy teen. Uh, and she would just microwave up some Hebrew national hot dogs and throw it on top of some mashed potatoes. A hot dog is a sausage. I know a hot dog is a sausage, but I'm saying there are, you know, like we would differentiate very clearly between a hot dog and a sausage, at yeah, least, you know, from an American but she, perspective. But she's from South Africa. Yeah, it's just hey, different. Things are different over there. Give Grandma Lily the benefit of the doubt. I am giving Grandma Lily her chicken catchatory is watery. <laughs> uh, no, I love my grandma. And her tuna dip is fantastic. The tuna secret ingredient dip? is gelatin. Stop. Cream of mushroom soup and gelatin, and it's oh. flames, Nicole. It is hot oh, fire flames. Oh, my God. Because you need something to eat at Granny's parties while the smoked salmon is finishing de-icing on the table. Because oh it's God. coming out the freezer because it was bought at the Costco oh six years ago. Did you say gelatin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hot it a really neck. <laughs> really lovely mouthfeel. I'm sure it does, but I just can't get over the idea of tuna and gelatin. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. 
You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today. We should get into why I'm so mad. <laughs> Nicole, why I'm so mad is Are that- Are you a cupcake guy? <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm a muffin man. I am the muffin man. I'm not a serial killer as I established at the top of the show. But no, I am uh, a huge muffin fan. I think the texture is superior. Uh-huh, okay. But I hate the fact that we've been bamboozled. We've been absolutely bamboozled into believing that muffins should be a breakfast food. Because muffins are a dessert and they're a fantastic they're dessert. They're both. They're both, but I, I don't think, I think there is this subset of items. I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> what, what? You mean to tell me you eat bran muffins for dessert? Bro, I love bran muffins. I love bran muffins and it's not for the health. Do they make you poop good? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, I, you know, but I love just the, the kind of like wholesome, weedy flavor of bran. Yeah. And I love that in a muffin, and what, especially when it's soaked at through in sugar. Time. What? At nighttime, though, like after a meal. It's a digestive. It just flushes you. It flushes you. That's what I want. No, but I think muffins are like the superior version of cupcakes, which is why I'm advocating so strongly for this. Anytime no. we have an office party and they bring in Sprinkles cupcakes, I wish they'd just bring in Winchell's muffins. Uh, Sprinkles cupcakes. I used to love them. I used to stand uh, at the ATM. They were. I, rem- I have I been to the Sprinkles those. ATM. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I'm not a big cupcake fan either. I don't like cupcakes or muffins. I like a slice of a layer cake. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. A layer, like, uh, with relatively thin cake layers as well. Yeah. And not thick frosting either. Just oh, like, no, I don't like thick frosting. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Yeah, no, buttercream, uh, American buttercream, which also I believe is called crusting buttercream. Like the, bo- like the boiled boiled cream? No, I don't think it's, I don't think, I don't think it's good. I What's think it's American? just your standard, I think it's your standard buttercream. I don't know, I saw someone call it American buttercream Well, recently. I think buttercream is something different than you probably. It's not just butter and sugar. When I think of buttercream, I think butter, sugar, and have a little like a little bit of milk. Yeah, you know, you know, the best way to make buttercream is like actually taking like hot syrup and mixing it into egg whites and then dropping in butter. That makes is that a buttercream or is that a? Uh, well, I was I was raised I was raised in the cooking <laughs> world to call that a buttercream. But other people might not, probably because well, I like, learned from people that called it buttercream. Well, like, I'm, not being a baker is just so tough for me. But there's like what, like Vien- Viennese? Yeah, there's like Italian and, meringue and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like Swiss and like uh, there's like egg yolk buttercream. I forgot what it's called, but but like no one is using. That's another thing is mm-hmm. I love layer cake so much and, and I, I love uh, cake baking. I mean, not doing it myself, but yeah. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> um, but like that skill to me doesn't often get applied to cupcakes. It, it did for a while, especially they in tried. Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, we had Georgetown. We had Sprinkles. We had so many cupcake crumbs. You ever had crumbs Never cupcakes? Crumbs. Oh, my God. I was the biggest crumb stand ever. I loved it. I'd be like, hey, you got a Sprinkles? I got a crumb. It's <laughs> better. I was such a brat. And then you have someone being like, I go to Susie Cakes. And you're like, shut, shut up. up. <laughs> Get out of here. And nobody invited you, Susie. But, yeah, no, there was a period of time in L.A. specifically where there was a huge cupcake boom. And I have a feeling the Food Network really, really helped with that with the cupcake oh, wars. Oh, my God, and yeah. And the cupcake games and all those silly little Food Network shows. It was shows. bolstered by the Red Velvet Revolution, too. Oh, my God. I Red Velvet. They bastardize red velvet. Yes. Red velvet is a beautiful light cocoa cake mm-hmm. that has a little bit of food coloring. 
Preach. That's what it is. It didn't use to have food coloring. Yeah, yeah, I know because the cocoa powder would alkalize with the vinegar. Yeah, yeah, I know all about that. But no, I think nowadays uh, red velvet has turned uh, into an ugly thing. You know how I how I knew red velvet was done because I walked into a grocery store and I saw something that just said blue velvet cupcakes. Oh my god! And it was I once complained to a major grocery store chain. On Twitter. I didn't even complain. Not I just surprised. sent them. I just sent them like a tweet of a picture of my mouth after eating one of their cupcakes. You did because it wish was I could see there that. was. I mean, the ratio must have been half cake batter, half food dye. Yeah, uh, it was unbelievable. But here's my thing: we went through the cupcake revolution, right? Where everyone yeah. uh, cupcakes were, were fetishized. We fetishized cupcakes for a long time. I wish we did the same with muffins. I think muffins, because they've been put into the breakfast category, that they're not getting as much respect as they deserve. Hmm. I think they need to climb out. Of like the the morning dregs and rise to dessert stardom because I think they're a beautiful like uh, you know a kind of denser chewier crustier more complex version totally of a cupcake and less cutesy right just more sort of intense flavor I mean I want to I, I you know I want to get out there with like caramelized rhubarb and barberry muffins you know give me throw some <laughs> throw some obscure berries in there why don't you make those for me one time I don't Whoa. know how to cook yeah you how do. many times do I have to tell you, have you? A wonderful cooking show on the internet what are you talking about you know how to cook maybe i should maybe i should get into artisanal muffin baking i think that would be great i think that would revive the american spirit on muffins i think it would yeah start you a think- muffin blog I don't go. Oh God, blogs. What is this? 2012, Nicole? Okay, well, cheese and rice. Get oh, out of here. A muffin TikTok channel. Is that better? Is that more? <laughs> yeah. in, is that more in vogue for you, Josh? I got an email the other day from the Wix.com support team. That was that was like, hey, by the way, culinarybrodown.net is officially expired. And I was like, oh God, I still had a website. Yeah, I got that from GoDaddy a while ago. I'm what like, I'm your, not renewing what was your it. Website? it. Doesn't matter anymore. Oh, tell us your I website. Oh, no. it was probably weird, I wasn't it? I don't want to tell you. Who, I'm whose fanfic was it? For? I'm not saying anything about anything <laughs> anymore. Let's go back to talking about muffins. You know what revolution. else makes me mad? What? The term quick bread. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why are you on one today? Why? This was the most exasperated I've ever I'm seen sorry. Nicole. She like it was like a damsel fainting in a silent movie with the hand on the head. No, Why? okay, uh, because the the split between muffin and cupcake, what it really comes down to is uh-huh. the split between cake and quick bread, hmm. right? So quick bread is any bread that is leavened using, you're talking about sodium bicarbonate or baking soda, any quick leavener as opposed to like a yeast fermented bread. Uh-huh. Everything from Wonder Bread to like a sourdough loaf to a baguette. Um, even down to donuts or yeast donuts, they're all made with yeast and that gives a signature sort of chewy Correct. texture. Mm-hmm. Any of these more sort of like crumbly, uh, moist breads, thinking Irish soda bread, beer bread, uh, zucchini bread, pumpkin bread, all that stuff, they're all put in the category of quick bread, right? So that's, you know, right. with the baking powder, or baking soda. But to me, there's such a huge difference between like an Irish soda bread mm-hmm. and like, say, uh, banana nut bread. Like yes. banana nut bread, that's that's muffin batter, which I still banana bread is cake. Banana, okay, so you hold on, you agree that banana bread is cake? Of course, it's not a muffin batter. It's cake. It's very close. It's cake. Uh, if you don't think you take a banana bread batter and yeah. put that into a cupcake tin, aka a muffin tin, because mm-hmm. they are one and the same, mm-hmm. put a little wrapper on it, mm-hmm. put some maybe put some chopped walnuts. Why in do there. I need to put the walnuts in there? You don't need to put walnuts. I, I enjoy want walnuts. I, I would want like it. walnuts. I want to put the walnuts you in there. You don't like walnuts and banana bread? No. Uh, obstacle to the why. banana bread. Tell me what. It's an obstacle. <laughs> just, just in the way of the banana yeah, flavor? I, the I find them complimentary. <laughs> 
I might even put some walnut oil in there. Ew, what? Infuse no, the flavor no, throughout. No, no, no. You're, you're extra. Extra ripe bananas. I feel, I feel like those sort of uh, phenolic tones would kind mm, of no. uh, overlap and no, be nice. Maybe a little bit of chocolate chips if I'm feeling antsy. You don't think that you put that into a muffin tin that that bakes into a perfect muffin? <laughs> it depends on my bake. It does, right? It, it depends yeah. on, I mean, so many people, there's so many different recipes for for banana bread and all that. Ditto for zucchini bread. But they have such a high sugar content, right? Mm-hmm. They so do. It's separate, they're not like a, a quick bread in the sense of no. a soda bread, whatever. So they're they're a cake. And the, but then you put that into a, a cup mold. <laughs> uh-huh. That's a cupcake. But you think like in a blind taste test, someone makes you a banana nut muffin versus walnuts that were put into a banana bread recipe into a cupcake mold and baked. You think you could have 10 different people make this banana bread cooked in a cupcake tin uh-huh. and then 10 different people cook a banana muffin in a muffin tin and you shuffle them around. How many of them could you guess are the muffins versus the cake? Are they blindfolded? Yes. you're. No, you're not blindfolded. You can see them. You can see them. Screw it. You can see them. Okay, but imagine no. these are ten people. Okay. What? A, okay. What are the demographics? Randos. Of the ten people? Okay. Well, ran- randos. So, like the way you select a jury. You're out there. You're being like, uh, "This is a 34 year old school teacher from Bend, Oregon. You know, she drives a Subaru. She really uh, enjoys baking on the weekends. Yeah, you know, this is this is 68 year old grandmother. Yeah, you know, from 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 Portsmouth. I don't even know what, what state that's in. What are you talking know. about? Is that in Rhode Island? I don't know. Maybe Portsmouth. Bangor, she's from Bangor, Maine. Okay, ma- 68 year old grandma from Bangor, Maine. She has uh-huh. a garden in the backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been baking cupcakes <laughs> for 61 years since she was seven years old. Based on the why? The, why cupcakes? Well, but she recently got into baking muffins, and you have to guess which one this is that she baked. Okay, honestly, honestly, <laughs> no. They look different. And if, if I put a muffin and a cupcake side by side, you would know which one's the muffin. No. Yes, you would. Well, it depends. Have it, it you depends. seen the top of a muffin compared to the top of a cupcake? But you're talking about like a perfect muffin. Don't. You're talking about a coffee shop muffin that is a perfect muffin top. Not all muffins have a perfect muffin top. You know, I wish they did. I sure wish they did. What, you laugh at perfect muffin top? <laughs> yes. I got a hard muffin top going right now because we, we're just coming out of lunch. I always have a muffin I drank, top. I drank a solid pint of Dahl um, and I got just this hot lentil liquid bubbling in my tummy and I'm feeling great. It was delicious. I made Josh order Dahl of the day and I think he resents me for it. I don't I, I absolutely love Dahl. Uh, was it a great choice right before a podcast to drink a no. pint of lentils? No. I could have eaten a normal portion like a normal person. Yeah, me too. But I did not and so that's why I got my red up and that's why I'm all mad I'm about sorry. quick breads. Listen, Josh, I know where you're coming from and I'm really trying to empathize with what you're trying to say, but unfortunately you're just wrong. <sighs> I think... <laughs> I don't know how else to tell I you. I think there's something to method and intent being very important to the statehood of a dish. Sure. Right? It's like, it's the reason, you know, say uh, a souffle and an omelet have the same ingredients, but they're very different dishes based on intent and methodology. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I agree with you one million percent. It's all about eggs. All about one eggs. very different, and they, and they both have different purposes. I think the purposes for a muffin and a cupcake are very muddled, and that's where I'm getting. To me, there's no reason that a slightly denser, crustier cupcake should be eaten in the morning, <laughs> and then one should be eaten at night. I think that's very silly, and I don't agree. And that's what I'm mad about. I want freedom. I want freedom for all people. To, to be able to eat the foods that they want to eat at any point in day. I think they should be able to buy fresh muffins at 8 p.m. at night. I think they should bake muffins all throughout the day. I'm mm-hmm. sick of getting to the coffee shop, you know, at 7 p.m. as it's closing. And they're like, we're all out of muffins. But I meanwhile, am- the cupcake shop down the street, Nicole, they're booming. 
I'm sorry, Josh. They're booming. I'm so sorry, Josh. We feed Pop Tarts to children. Josh, I'm so sorry. For breakfast. Oh, I'm really sorry. I feel like this is really. Uh, a Pop Tart is <laughs> not a. It's a dessert. Tart yeah, is a French yeah, word for you're pie. You're right. You're right. Nicole, it's a, I know. I know. Holy, but it's, it's a toaster. Hard, it's hard, but you have to toaster realize. Toaster strudel. No, I know you keep just saying words. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, toaster strudel is a dessert. Yeah, yeah and I can say ho hos or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. What about <laughs> Swiss rolls? <laughs> Little hostess cakes. You know, like, come on. You know, what am I talking about? Come on, Nicole. Josh. Stop. You need to grow up and you need to realize <laughs> that a cupcake and muffin are two very different things. Although they're cousins, they are from different families and they're adopted and they love each other. Okay? That's a heck of a way to win an argument. Just go, muffins are cu- aren't cupcakes. Grow up. Grow up, Josh. Muffins aren't cupcakes. They're not. They're so different. They're yeah. two literal different things. What if I put frosting on a muffin? <laughs> no, you've gone too far. No, you've just frosted a muffin. Mm. <laughs> I think I've you learned never, something today, Nicole. You've never had a muffin with icing on the top? I don't think so. Have you had a muffin with icing on yeah. top? Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, oh, it was that uh, uh, cupcake. <laughs> got her. Boom. Uh, no. No, I, the thing where you kind of got me was like, uh, you know, the pie crust versus puff pastry. And so many pastries are so similar, but they got different <laughs> names, right? A queen amon, a croissant. You yeah. know, they're the same thing. They got yeah. different names or slightly different shapes. Uh-huh. Even though a crappy croissant might be gnarled and look a bit like a queen amon. You know, an ornate queen amon might be folded in such a way that it could be confused for a croissant, but they're different. And I have to honor the artisan who made that. Yep. You can't put <laughs> strudel in a toaster. What? How do you put to- a strudel in a toaster? What? Who? Can- I'm still mad about that. Cereal is a dessert. Cereal is a dessert. I want to take Cocoa Krispies. No, Mickey, I'm not wrapping up. I'm not. There's a sign in the window that says wrap. What What happens if you take Cocoa Krispies uh-huh. cereal and you make a risotto with them? You're a disturbed human being. Well, Go to the doctor. I, I don't know do what else to tell you. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think you would. We don't, you. we don't have to end this no, podcast. There's no winning win. or losing. It's just realizing when you're wrong. And I, that's what I want you to do, Josh. There, You and I, We listen, when we, when we don't agree... We both lose. Remember that. Yeah. Yeah. We are one unified force. (laughs) One team, one team. Yeah. You're just wrong right now. (laughs) Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right, Nicole, I've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the internet. It's time for a segment we call Opinions Opinions I Like like Casseroles. Nicole was either miming or playing on-ball defense with her hands while she did that. I couldn't tell if you were trying to get out of a box or if you were guarding the passing lanes (laughs) on the perimeter. I don't even think you know what the second thing means. (laughs) 
<laughs> what was it? Guarding the perimeter? Guarding the passing lanes on the perimeter. Someone's trying to <laughs> someone's trying to driving? swing. Someone's trying to swing to a is flashing a dri- three, Nicole. Is that a driving You're driving reference. <laughs> it's basketball. It's basketball. I don't know. Man. All right, first up, first up, we got at Jeff McCourtney actual best frozen pizza we must have proclaimed that there was a best frozen pizza i still Mm. believe it is red baron or wild mike's costco oh yeah costco actual best frozen pizza freshetta gluten-free four cheese super crisp crust i don't believe either of us have ever had freshetta gluten-free never never but the reason we wanted to do this and not gloss over it is because i had been pronouncing that freschetta like Giada di Laurentiis. <laughs> I had been saying freschetta. So it's freschetta? It's, but it's pronounced freschetta. How do you know that? Uh, in commercials, they say freschetta. Okay. But I will say one time Shit. I went to the Buca di Beppo, <laughs> the most authentic Italian restaurant <laughs> in all of America. Okay. Honestly, one of those chain Italian restaurants I really love. And like, I didn't go Giada on it. I didn't go bruschetta. I was just like, hey, can I get the bruschetta? <laughs> and the server goes, did you mean bruschetta? <laughs> And I was like, I'm at a crossroads right now where I don't want to make it a thing. I just, they have a really lovely bruschetta there and I just wanted it. But I was like, if I say, yes, I meant bruschetta, I would have felt, you know, like a, like a phony. Okay. You know, just being like, I want your approval. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, I'm such an idiot. People please. But I certainly didn't want her to go away from that thinking like, oh, this a-hole, you know, is trying to jot at me and go bruschetta. So anyways, I just said like, yeah, I meant bruschetta. And then stared at her. And then we got it. Anyways, this is an awkward standoff. And that's the reason I want to talk about this opinion. Oh, okay. Well, uh, uh, this opinion is good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. B. B. Eilish. 24 says P. B. B. Eilish. B. B. Eilish? This is Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. Come on the podcast. People need to stop putting raisins in everything. I love raisins, but pies, salad, etc. don't need raisins. I love raisins and things, but yeah, like some things, not all things. Like in my in my uh, cereal, great. Oh, lovely. Yeah, in uh, in a chicken curry salad, really, really good. Um, just a handful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just uh, raisins plus my mouth equals pretty good. Uh, I've been buying raisins is weird, right? We can agree on that. Yeah. Why do like you don't buy raisins? They're just in your pantry, right? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. just there. No yeah. one's ever bought raisins, but there's always too much of them. <laughs> That's honestly, that's how. That's so true. That's how my cooking has existed with raisins. And so I have at home this just like, you know, probably a pound box of golden raisins, which each large handful is probably like less than an ounce. Yeah, for sure. So there's just so much of it. And so I've actually been tossing raisins. I mean, raisins are pretty commonly used. I mean, well, fruit and, you know, savory dishes is like pretty common in a lot of parts of the world. I'm thinking Morocco. I'm thinking like Persian. Yeah. And so I've just been tossing raisins into random stews that are pretty heavily spiced, generally got some sort of, you know, tomato component into it. Freaking lovely. Yeah. Oh my God. You get like a really like warm, warm spice plus some heat in there, some raisins. I'm a huge fan. I like raisins in coleslaw. Okay. Um, which is an unpopular opinion. Yeah. 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 Liking like coleslaw is an unpopular oh, opinion. Oh, I love coleslaw. But putting raisins in it is like doubly bad. Here's, you want a you want a weird opinion? Uh, is coleslaw a salad? Mm, coleslaw is a soup. <laughs> KFC coleslaw is a, is technically a gazpacho. Yes. It's a cold cabbage. Speaking soup. of which, you should read the next question. Oh. <laughs> At Hughes Clan Cosplay, pickled relish is just a gazpacho. <laughs> yeah. I th- it's it's like a it's condensed gazpacho. Condensed, yes. It it's condensed. condensed. You take pickle relish, you combine it with equal parts of water, and you do get a very strangely flavored pickled, pickled gazpacho. gazpacho. Yeah, correct. I 
I do not enjoy um, pickle relish, like prepared pickle relish. I do. I think I generally, when I want pickles, I don't go sweet. I, I dig on some bread and butter pickles once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but often, like, say you're making a Thousand Island, ch- fresh chopped pickles versus just prepared pickle relish, world of difference. I really, really love the flavor of relish sometimes. Like Wh- in, a tuna, in a tuna salad, it's really, that's, really good. That's very nostalgic for me, On yeah. a hot dog, it's pretty good. I don't like it on my burgers, though. No. But a little bit of relish, you know, every now and then makes you feel good. That's the thing. I, I do not enjoy a uh, fat burger very much. They are not my preference uh, burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they put relish and mustard on their hamburgers by default. You can, you can ask for it to not be there. Yeah. But it's the fact that they do it by default that gets me to not trust them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lobo 13th says mayo on a sausage and pepper grinder with heavy maws is bomb. Yeah, it sounds pretty bomb. I kind of want to eat that. Yeah. That sounds you, awesome. I um, I also really enjoy mayo on a cheesesteak, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're using provolone on there. Okay. So something like having like having like a like a mozz on a sandwich like that, it doesn't it's not a self-saucing cheese. Mm-hmm. Some cheeses that have a high enough like fat content, right? They're self-saucing. like self-saucing in a way. That's such an interesting take to call cheese self-saucing. Right? Some of it is. I mean, even like a medium cheddar is it almost acts as a sauce with the yep. amount of moisture that's coming from it. But something like a mozz or if you're using a provolone on a cheesesteak, like use white American in a cheesesteak, that emulsifies with the beef fat to create its own delicious sauce. Yeah. But if you're using provolone, right? Too low moisture, too much protein, you don't get that. So I like to take a little schmear of mayonnaise mm-hmm. and it almost like gives the illusion of like a cheese whiz kind of. Interesting. But you get all that flavor from from the provolone. So this is kind of in that same vein. And I really love that. People need to be more comfortable with hot mayonnaise. <laughs> I hate that you said that <laughs> so much. But yeah, hot mayo is not that bad. People are just have aversions to weird things. Yeah, blowtorched mayo. Yeah, well, that's a little bit. I mean, the way they do it on like a dynamite roll. Oh, well, oh, yeah, well, yeah, well, 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 uh, <laughs> when you say it like, okay, dynamite rolls? Okay, I love dynamite rolls. Dynamite rolls are my favorite thing at a sushi Explain place. what a dynamite because people okay. might not know. So a dynamite roll is just, I think it's a California roll, maybe with avocado, sometimes not. And then it's just little dollops of spicy mayo on it. Sometimes you can put scallops on it, mm-hmm. but sometimes I just like the spicy mayo and then they broil it. Yeah. They broil it and the, it's the mayonnaise so good. cooks and gets all fudgy. Yeah, but they put spicy mayo on it. And I love <laughs> spicy mayo. If you listen to this podcast, you know how much I love spicy mayo. So spicy mayo, spicy mayo that has been blowtorched and put on sushi that's hot and it's just real, real good. Yeah, you get the hot mayonnaise and the cold California. Oh my god, roll. oh my god. god. That's so good. Oh my god, it's so good. Uh we're such Epicureans. <laughs> All right, at curly underscore caps, Fuego Takis dipped in vanilla ice cream is the best snack ever. I've heard of people doing this with hot Cheetos. I think Takis would work better than hot Cheetos, though. Yeah, it does because it has a higher acid mm-hmm. and a lower a garlic cheese component. Yeah, lower <laughs> cheese garlic onion component. Yeah, there's there's the like the main difference between Taki Fuegos or the main difference between Fuego Takis and Flamin' Hot Cheetos is that Flamin' Hot Cheetos have more like garlic onion cheese. Yeah. Takis are just pure acid, heat, spice, chili. Good. Good. Corn. That works with ice cream. The toasted corn works really well with ice cream. so good. This sounds very good. I've never done it. Mm. (laughs) I know what I'm doing. Pesaru says mac and cheese is best eaten with avocado and Valentino sauce. You probably mean Valentina hot sauce. Yeah. I love Valentina. The first time I was introduced to Valentina when I was 20 years old and my ex-boyfriend made me breakfast tacos. So uh, Valentina is a good breakfast hot sauce. It's a really good breakfast hot sauce. It's kind of like Tapatio adjacent for me. It is really good on breakfast tacos Mm -hmm. and breakfast burritos. I love it. And you know... If you're eating mac and cheese with avocado and Valentina, you're probably a good person. 
Yeah. Yeah. Moral compass, clean slate, good person, love you, uh, come to my house. It's like you see someone put like a poached egg into into like uh, instant ramen and you're just like, yeah, Yeah, you're my people. You're you're my my people. people. Yeah. This is one Uh of those things I'm like, yeah, you're my people. Yeah, you're you're our people. You're our people. I agree with that. Call us. (laughs) Let's hang out. At jmonahan0516, flavor blasted goldfish and sriracha hit different on top of any stovetop mac and cheese. Okay. I love topping stove because I, I I do enjoy I like a good like hearty baked mac and cheese. Sure, the cheese gets super caramelized and, and you get that that brick factor. Yeah. with the stretchy cheese. I also do love just like a creamy stovetop mac and cheese. I'm I'm a stovetop girl. Yeah, exclusively. Yeah, I think so. I don't know why. I, I mean, they both they both have their place. I can't. I can't personally recreate mac and cheese baked as well as I can, as mm-hmm. other people can. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. I can make stovetop mac and cheese with the best of them. I think I agree with that. But I cannot make back, baked mac and cheese the way other people can, and I'm mm-hmm. not as talented and I'm not as deft at that form of cooking. It is. It's like it's a, it's like alchemy. I followed people's recipes too, and yeah. I had their their baked mac and cheese. And like mine, mine doesn't come out the right way. Oh, like the kitchenistas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh the kitchen, kitchenista mac and cheese recipe. Her, uh, her mac- baked mac and cheese recipe. Oh my god, her probably mac- like the best recipe on the internet. I think it's I think it's the most amazing recipe, and she really puts a lot of tender, loving care in her cooking. So I tried to do that one time, and I just I, I it was delicious and it was good, but I just it didn't feel look like, like her pictures. It didn't, and she just needs to make it for me and send it to me so I can try it. We should get An- An- uh, Angela Davis, uh, yeah. Kitchenista. She she is like one of the best recipe writers on the internet, if not my mm. personal favorite. I made her roasted mango pie. Holy crap! Oh I mean, my best. That sounds made. next level. Unbelievable. Everyone, yeah, go check out at the Kitchenista on Twitter. Yes, please uh, do. Buy her ebooks. She she rules. She really does. Oh yeah, goldfish are tight. Oh, this okay, so you know how I said the last the last person was like my people? This I don't really I actually think this is more my people than the avocado and Valentina. Well, maybe which is this funny. is where we differ, Josh. This is where we differ. Because yeah. I understand this because I like the creaminess of stovetop, but I also want a little bit of crunch and then I put hot sauce on ninety percent of foods yeah. that I'm eating. Uh, and sriracha, I think, is a nice mac and cheese hot sauce because you don't get the acid that may like obstruct. I still like acid on on mac and cheese. Sure. Uh, but like, you know, sometimes you don't want that. I want something a little bit more ketchupy, a little bit more sugar, something kind of nostalgic for me. That's sriracha. This is my people. Jay Monahan, come hang out. Jill? I'll call you. Nicole's going to avoid you, and I'm sorry. No, I'll pick up the phone. Jill Johnston 277 says, I eat dill pickle seasoning for popcorn straight. Lick my finger, dip in the powder, and eat it weird you know you shouldn't ask us if what you do is weird yeah we're not good barometers for we're that. weird no. we have our weird quirks and quips with food so well, i don't think we're weird i think we're deceptively worldly and also like um you know accepting because when i hear i eat dill pickle seasoning straight my mind immediately goes to uh lucas powder yeah. Lucas I powder, love, right? The, the, like tamarindo. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's literally just a delicious, acidic, you know, salty, sweet powder yeah. that you eat, and it's delicious. It's yeah. like a pixie stick with, you know, some more like panache to it. Yeah, for sure. And so I don't think this is weird at all. I think that's pr- really fun. Occasionally, if I want to feel something, I'll just take some tahini and I'll just put some tahini in the palm of my hand and give it a little lick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think this is weird at all. I no. think if it works for you, it works for you. Absolutely. Yeah. I have some dill pickle seasoning I just bought. It's literally in the kitchen, so I think I'm going to do a little finger dip pretty soon. <laughs> do it. I want to try it. Uh, at Cat's at it again. Cat, what did you do? You're at it again. Taco Bell tacos are only good if you sub for chicken. I don't know what that quote-unquote beef is made of, but it is whack. That beef 
It oh is actually made. What? You've oh, you unleashed just, a can of worms, cat. You are at it again, cat. If you simply do a Google search for Taco Bell beef, you will be directed to a Taco Bell website that breaks down every single ingredient of what is in their beef because they were hit with a uh, a spurious lawsuit that claimed that their beef was only thirty four percent beef by weight, when in fact it was eighty eight percent, which launched several people into a tirade saying, you know, Taco Bell, what is the last twelve percent? They had to make a website disclosing what the last twelve percent is, well, and it's things that are crazy, like. Spices and water <laughs> and a little bit of starch, like yeah. oatmeal, to get the spices to bind with the beef and the water even better. So it is pure beef. It's like a um a braise. It's like a bolognese. It's like a ragu. It's like a picadillo. Uh, it, Taco Bell beef to me is like a very very well seasoned, delicious Mexican American bolognese, and I am a huge fan. Uh, their chicken, on the other hand, their shredded chicken, I thought was their best chicken iteration. Mm-hmm. Their grilled chicken, uh, I actually used to work at a catering company at UCLA that okay. we like feed all the athletes, but restaurants that are on college campuses and in airports are like contracted out sure. through third parties. Yes. So for some reason, we shared the commissary kitchen with Taco Bell. Oh, and nice. we would serve these large sacks of Taco Bell chicken. Okay. And it, it's nice. coming, you know, pre chopped with the fake grill marks on it. Uh, and to me, it just has this very kind of weird acidic saline solution soaked into it that I'm not the biggest fan of. Their shredded chicken was solid, but to me, by far the best meat option at Taco Bell is their beef. Um, I'm a beans girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, their beans are fire, too. Yeah. I like soupy beans. Taco Bell got great soupy beans. Yeah, I, I just, I sometimes get their beef, but most of the time I'm getting their beans. But they're relatively similar. If you really... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They are very similar textures and flavors. So. It's a nice yeah. flavor paste. Yeah. And that's what I want. Sometimes I just like my beans. Yeah, to... no, totally fair. Yeah. No beef sub beans. Shout out to Kush Bouchard, friend of the show. And my best friend, Deep. <laughs> both, both bonded over the no beef sub beans. And on that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions Are Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at Mythical Chef or in Hendizada with the hashtag Opinion Casserole. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pictures of your dishes, you can hit us up on Instagram at Mythical Kitchen. We, I'll see, I'll, I'll see it here. I'll see you in another time. 